Thank you, ladies. Jonathan. All right, boys and girls, y'all are going to be in here today, but I'm going to need you to help me. We do have some coloring books. Todd, do we have some of those just in case? Look, don't... <clears throat> it's okay. We're alive in here. It's all right if, if, if you need to move around a little bit. It's, it's okay. Matter of fact, I'm going to actually get a couple of my boys and girls to help me here in just a minute make a point, so I want them to do that. We... Exciting time last week. We had a couple of baptisms, and that was very exciting, encouraged by that. We even had a couple conversations this week about some folks who were, who were still contemplating and thinking about that, and so that's a good thing. You know, before last Sunday, whenever Brother Todd shared, he was talking about change and how, you know, all the different things that are going on with change. And so I wanted us to, uh, to build on that and I'm going to start a series um, over the next few weeks that's going to really hit at this idea of following the ancient paths. Now, that probably conjures up some sort of thought whenever you hear the phrase ancient paths. It actually comes directly from a passage in the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. And it says, this is what the Lord says. It says, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. And so as I look at the world and as I experience uh, my own life as a business owner, as a minister, as a friend, as a neighbor, I definitely see a lot of people who do not have rest in their souls. A lot of people who are struggling with a lot of things that are going on in their life. And so we ask ourselves, how do we find this? And so we're going to take a few weeks and we're going to look at some of the ancient paths that we find in the Old Testament. We're going to be looking at some of the books of the prophets, and we're going to look at what they can teach us about their own experience with God and how that experience that they had with God could translate into our own experience. And this, this is very important. Some people wonder, maybe you're watching this online, and you're like, why do you always go back to the Bible? What does that have to do? It's an older book. It's an old book. Yes, it's an ancient book. An ancient book that records... What has happened with people and their connection to God throughout the ages? Now, to help us understand just kind of this concept of ancient, let me see, I need a couple volunteers. I ain't, I, what, what boy and girl under 12 can come help me? I need two of us, at least two. All right, all right. Lewis, come up here. All right, Brady, come here. All right. Y'all going to be my, my, my rocks on the end. I know that I said it was volunteers, but really, that was a what? Uh, oh, hold on now. We'll see about that. All right, so so come here, Lewis. Come here. Hold put hold this right there. I want you to go all the way over there, and I want you to stand by that speaker, okay? Brady, you take this one, and you go all the way across there. All right, now this rope, or little string, twine, whatever you want to call it, is roughly, I have to say roughly, because there's some of you who will grab a tape measure and try to correct me when this is over. It's roughly 25 feet. Okay, so don't come back later and go, I measured this 25-2, you told us, no, it's roughly 25 feet. Okay, now, what we're going to do is we're just going to do a little illustration here, okay? Now, I need to see who else, who else could help me volunteer here? Uh, oh, you volunteering somebody else, huh? Come over here, come here, come here, Carson, come on. When you volunteer somebody else, we choose you. All right, so here's what we're going to do. All right, come here. All right, so you go... And I want you to tie that on the very end right there by, by Lewis. All right? And I'm going to tie this one. Are you tight, Brady? You can hold it and tie it. You got extra skills like that. Don't drop it now or the 
path of life will fall. All right. So now what we're going to do is, I'm going to stay up here, Carson. So we're just going to pretend for a minute that this string represents what we know are about history, okay? Now, I'm going to be the first to tell you, I'm not an expert on like the age of the earth and all that kind of stuff, and there's a lot of variations out there, and I'm really not qualified to even tell you what that means. I just know that basically, if you read the Bible and it talks about, we know of, when we can kind of trace about 10,000, 8 to 10,000 years. Scientists have different opinions, different things, and I don't even know about all that, but I, but I know I don't always trust science, and I can't always follow science and all that, so what I can trust is the Bible. But there again, I, I, don't, ha I don't try to answer questions that I'm not smart enough to answer. But what I do know is that for today's illustration, what we know is let's just say roughly 10,000 years that we know of from where we see the beginning of the story with Adam and Eve in the Bible to where we are today. And this 25 feet represents that 10,000 years. All right, so for some of you math wizards, what that's going to mean is 100 years would represent how far? Four inch, three inches. All right? So one, if it's 10,000 years from when Adam and Eve was created, all right, to where we stand today in 2022, one foot would be... How far, Todd? I thought... No, so if it was, so it'd be a fourth of a foot, which would be what? Three inches. So hold on. So from time of Adam and Eve to where we are there, a hundred years would be what? Huh? Three and a, there you go. Three and a third inches. Now hold on. Now, I want you to just try to get your mind wrapped around that. Okay? Now, this is if the earth is just 10,000 years old. And again, I, I don't know all the answers to those questions. But, so, all of this is the path of life, history as we know it. And if you live to be 100 years, that would be where you fit. In now, look, 100 years is a good life, isn't it? It's the only life you got, and it matters. And so it's really, really important to you. But put it in perspective to the totality of human history, and you realize, well, okay, so, how many, so let's say you're 50 in here. Some of us are approaching that age. So, so that's there. Let's say you're 25. You're there. Now, what's my point to all of this? Is our life, while very, very significant, is small in comparison to what's happened. You can drop it for me. Thank you. I appreciate your help. All right? It's very small. Thank you guys for helping me. Now, if every problem that you have is such a small part of everything that has happened. Isn't it odd how you think it's such a big deal in the moment? And so what we're going to do over the next few weeks 
is see what happened in many ways in the Bible, some snapshots from there all the way to here, because the Bible says there's some really significant things that determine and have some impact on what happens there. And so what I want us to do is to, to make a commitment over the next few weeks to say, wait a minute, somehow all of what has happened has some impact on what is happening. And I'm going to try to put my life in perspective and I'm going to try to see if God has something to say to me about some of these ancient paths. Okay? Now, before we jump into this, what does the Bible mean when it uses the word path? Okay? Well, path is really just a metaphor. All right? It's a metaphor that is describing a person's life journey. Okay? I mean, whether it's journey, path, walk, whatever, all these are metaphors that are describing this point in your life. Now, again, it's really, really small compared to the totality of human existence, but it's, it's everything to you. I mean, my life is everything to me, or at least it is everything in this moment. But it fits somewhere along this line. And so whenever the Bible talks about our path, it is our life's journey. And so I want us to look today at a few biblical insights to get us started on life's path. All right? Because life's path is everything. It is our life. Where you go, what you do, all of those things. And so we're going to look at three words that I think will give us some insights today. And this is all part of the process. The first word that I want us to think about in regards to our path is direction. Okay? The first word is direction. If you have notes and you, you, know, or you take notes, you have a bulletin, you can write that down. Direction. Look at some of the words used in that scripture where... The prophet says the Lord tells them to look for a particular path. And some of the words there are crossroads, which we know is what? A crossroad is what? It's when you come to a four-way stop or you come to somewhere and you can go right or you can go left or you can go forward or you can go backwards. And if you've ever been there, you know, okay, if you don't know where to go, you, you don't know which direction to go. So the implication here is that in life, in your life's journey, there are multiple directions, okay? There's not just one path for you to choose, all right? And we all know this. Every day we're making choices, some significant, some insignificant, and all in between. But when it, this idea of our life's path, there's different directions. And the older we get, the more we realize how many different directions there are. We see people who take different directions and all of the things that go along with it. Now, in this idea of direction, one other thing we can imply from the Bible here, and look what it says, it's a good way. Now, if, they, if he says there's a good way to go, what is the implication on the other side? That there's a bad way. All right, so if there's a good way, then there's also a bad way. And if there's a good way and there's a bad way, then that means there's a lot of other ways in between. And so when you think about the direction of your life, the implication from the Bible is that there is a good way to go, a good path for your life, and that by default there's a bad way and probably a whole bunch of other things. And we all, if we're honest, can look and see where sometimes we've you know, lived out both of those particular directions. Now one last thing I want to say about direction is look what it says there about walk. Because direction implies movement. 
You can't have a direction if you're standing still. To have direction, you have to be moving, all right, walking towards something. And so this is important. This helps us because no matter where you are, no matter what has happened to you, like regardless of the circumstances that bring you to this place today, okay, how many dumb decisions you've made, how many poor choices you've made, how much pain you felt, no matter what is going on, and all those things can be very real. Today is an opportunity that you can either continue in a direction or you can change direction. See, direction implies that it's movement. And so wherever you are and whatever's brought you to this point, whether you're watching this, whether you're here, you can change direction in this, by the decisions that you make, the people that you're around, what you do, where you go. And so direction is very important. So one question that I'd like for us to ask ourselves, all of us today, as I've been thinking about this, the question is, if I'm honest, what is the direction of my life's path? I mean, today, really, what is the general direction of your life's path? When people look at your life in your various roles, in the things that you do, the way that you talk, the way you spend your money, what you value, what would the general direction of your life be? Would it be a good direction? Would it be movement in the right direction? These are questions that we ask ourselves. And if we want to get back to the ancient path that is in a good way, we have to do some reflection like this. Now, the second word that I want us to look at on the idea of life's path, this biblical insight, or what to make of this, is the word determination. Okay. Now, I want to look at this from two different ways, but determination is in, in two ways. Number one... We all know that if you want to accomplish anything, you have to press through trials, you have to press through difficulties, and it takes some determination to go in any particular direction that's worthwhile. I put, I think, a couple quote in the bulletin. The easy path is certainly not always the best path. The path of least resistance is very seldom where you want to go. All right, Jesus said it like this, that, that wide is the road and the path that leads to where? To destruction. But narrow and hard is the path that leads to life. So you got to have some determination if you want to follow along the good path. Look, I, I never forget back years ago, some of you may or may not remember a band from the 90s and early 2000s called Cademan, Cademan's Call. They were a, a great little indie band that started, and they kind of got some mainstream success in, 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 a, in the radio, Christian radio. But they had a line in one of their songs that's always stuck with me. And it says, you have to walk the mountain path to see the view. You've got to walk a hard path and have determination to make it through difficulties if you really want to see everything that God is doing. It's very easy to always walk the easy path. And it takes very little determination because the crowd and the general flow is doing what? It's just moving you right along. It takes determination to break free from that and walk a different path. But that type of determination isn't the only thing. It, the reason I say determination is the path you choose determines a lot about your life. See, the direction determines what we're going to look at in a minute, which is the destination. But determination has to do with, hey, what I do during this little time, small as it is, 
impacts everything about my life. I mean, and look, the younger you are, the more determination these choices have. How many of us can look back at our life when we were a young person and we look at some choices that we made, some things that we decided to do or to not do, and they determined a whole lot of other things about our life, the career that we were going to have. Man, those are a really big part of our life's journey. The people that we're in relationship with, the places where we move, the school that we go to, all of these things determine lots and lots of things about ultimately the destination of our life. And so it's important, it's critical that our young people have the skills they need to try to make good decisions about their life's direction. Look, this is so, so important. Parents, grandparents, it should be your life's mission to try to help your children and your grandchildren make good decisions. More important than them having things. More important than them having fun. More important than them being happy. More important than any of that is the ability to make good decisions so that they can appropriately apply what's happening in their life, the truth that they see, the falsehood that's around them, so, so that when they make their decisions, especially when they're young, it sets them on a trajectory that can affect all sorts of things. But each of us, however old we are, need to understand that the direction of our life, it's going to, have a lot of, it's going to determine a lot of things. And so I want us to ask ourselves these two questions today about determination. If we're honest, and I'm implying that we are, even though we're not always honest with ourselves, right? Sometimes it's more comfortable to lie to ourselves because the truth is too painful or it's too costly, or it's too hard, or whatever. But we don't want that. We want to, to answer honestly, what outcomes can I expect from my current direction? All right, so, so even though it's small, it's the only life you get, and you may not get 100 years. You may only get 50 years, or 60, or 70, or whatever. But if you continued on the current direction of your life, if you kept this path that you've got going, what would the outcomes be? Would they be positive? Would it impact the people around you positively? Would your financial situation be positive? Would your emotional life be positive? Would people around you be better? Would things be better if you continued down that path? Because look, the choices that you make are what will determine that. Look, we, we falsely believe that everybody else's choices are the things that impact us. See, those are secondary influences. No matter what they do, they can't change the direction of your life. They may be able to knock you off course for a minute, but guess what? If you're still going in the right direction, even if they knock you back, guess what happens? You still go in the right direction. Let's say they knock you to the side. Guess what? When you hit the ground, you'll still be doing what? Going in the right direction. And listen, I trust me, I know that there are experiences in life that will knock you off your determined path. Comes in any shape and manner of things. Things that hit you out of nowhere. How did that happen? How could this be? Some of them are external. Some of them are internal. But guess what? If you focus and are determined to stay in the right direction, it doesn't matter how far you get knocked back. It doesn't how far you get off to the side. You're still moving in the right direction. And why do you need to move in the right direction and be determined to that? Because ultimately, the direction will determine the final thing, and that is the destination. 
You see, your life is moving, and whenever you stop moving, when the cells in your body stop moving, guess what just happened to you? You're dead. When you stop breathing, once everything stops moving, you're dead. The, de the journey's over at that particular point, okay? The journey here on earth. So the things that you do in this life will determine the destination. And by destination, part of it is what will be in the next life. But before we jump to that, the destination of your own life here. Because this is a good life. I mean, I'm not one of these people doom and gloom. I mean, I think that God calls us to a good life. An abundant, meaningful, purposeful life. It's one of the things I love about it. There's a lot of things. Sometimes I don't want to hang around Bob Miller. But one of the things that I do want to hang around Bob Miller for is because he's always positive. And he's always like, I'm, I'm better than I deserve. I'm blessed and you know, excited. I mean, now he may cut me down and he may try to knock me down, but he's always going to be there to pick me up and tell me something positive. You know, because what? He thinks that, hey, this is a good life. He's, I mean, I've heard him say it. And many of you say this. You've had a great life. And guess what? You should. You only get one life. You ought to make it great. I mean, it ought to be good. You ought to enjoy the people you're around. You ought to find fulfillment and meaning in your work. All of these things are huge. And so what determines if you get to a life like that is the direction that you take, the choices that you make, the people that you surround yourself with, the activities that you engage in. When you have an opportunity, do you, do you watch things that are going to help promote the right types of destination? I have people ask me all the time, hey, did you see that show? I was like, nope. Hey, you ought to watch it. I was like, why? Well, it's good. What's good about it? I don't know. Well, everybody else is watching. Okay, okay. What, what, what value does that have in my life? All right? You have a limited amount of time. All right? In every day, in every hour. And when you start subtracting the eight hours that you sleep, if you've got kids, the two hours you run around chasing them a day, and then what little time you need, the amount of time that you have to spend on just TV, music, different things like that, do you want to invest that in something that's going to make your mind worse, make your mind better, cause you to think properly? Go in the right direction. This is what I'm talking about. We have to recognize that the choices that we make, the habits that we form, are going to determine what that destination is. And that destination, look, he says, it's fine rest for your soul. God wants us to have rest, peace. You feel like you're always pushing, always struggling. Whether you're doing a lot or you're doing a little, you're always tired. You don't have any meaning. You don't have any real rest. Maybe your life's not on the right path. Maybe you're chasing something that you don't need to be chasing. Maybe you're choosing things you don't need to be choosing. Maybe you're reading, watching, going, doing things that you don't need to be doing. Because ultimately, those are the things that will lead you to the destination. Question on this one, where will I end up if I continue on my current life path? Now, I'm asking myself this a lot. You know, as we age and we think about the seasons in our life, as we go through some very difficult times personally, which I am, so I know about pain and I know about heartache and struggle, 
and knowing what to do and how to do it and where to go and all these things. Like it's not, that's not like theoretical to me. It's real world stuff. Okay, I understand. So, so, and I'm not saying that I always get it right, but I'm trying to figure this out for myself even. So, so where will I end up if I continue on this current direction? Hopefully, I'm going to continue moving in obedience to God to correct some of the failures that I have made so that I can become more of who He wants me to be. So that ultimately, I end up at a place of meaning, satisfaction, abundance, fulfillment, isn't that what we're all after? Isn't that how you find rest? It, does, it really isn't just about physical work. Look, I've worked really hard physically before, but at the end of the day felt, felt just totally refreshed because what I did was meaningful and it was important and significant. But who hasn't sat at home watching TV, wasting an entire weekend, eating what you shouldn't eat, doing what you shouldn't do, supposedly resting, and at the end of the weekend felt terrible? Why? Because there was no meaning in it? Felt like you just wasted time? It's not about really action or inaction necessarily. It's about what am I doing? Where am I going? What are my choices leading to? And so I encourage you as I am, look, over this next few weeks, let's strive to figure out together, hey, how do we look back at what God has done and apply what we see He has done in the past to what we're doing now and find whatever this is talking about here, these ancient paths. There's four things, and then we close. Because as we set out on this journey, okay, to find the ancient paths, notice it's not just one particular path, ancient paths. There's all sorts of truth that we're going to uncover. There's four things, four action verbs that we need to look at. It says what? How do you find the ancient paths? He says, stand. Kind of the implication is you got to have a little bit of patience. If you just run off into everything and follow any direction that seems right, what, is, what ends up happening? You usually go off in the wrong direction. This past week, if you, I, probably none of y'all, y'all are all smarter than me, y'all never done this. This past week I had two people trying to call me on the telephone and I was doing something and I was supposed to be going over to somebody's office in Alexandria and I had been going out towards uh, I-49 to, to buy, buy where Love's truck stop is to look at something. And I got halfway down the interstate. And I was going in the wrong direction. I, was, I, I wasn't going where I was supposed to be going because I was just in a rush. I didn't stop long enough to map out what I was doing. And a lot of people in life, they just aren't patient enough to analyze the choices that are in front of them. They're just constantly moving, which you got to have movement, Right? But you got to have calculated movement. you got to have movement in the right direction. You can't just run. If you run, you might run in the wrong place. you gotta, you got to stand. you got to be patient. As we embrace trying to find the ancient paths, maybe we'll have a little patience. We're going to read a little bit. We're going to reflect. Maybe we're going to listen. The second thing, it says, look. I mean, you've got to have your eyes open, right? You ever met people that are running through their life like this? They can't find anything good or better because they don't want to open their eyes long enough. You've got to be looking. Jesus said it like this. Seeking you'll what? Seeking you'll find. It's very difficult to find something if you're not looking. Every now and again, as my old daddy would say, blind hog finds an acorn in the woods, but that's not the norm. Usually you're going to find what you're looking for. 
The other word it says there in that verse is you got to ask. And that's where some people are too proud. Maybe you need to ask God to show you, how do I better connect to this ancient path that I need in my life? Maybe there's some folks that are mentors in your life, people from your church, people from your circle. Have you ever thought about asking them? And look, ask the right person. If you look at somebody's life and it's going in the exact opposite direction of the way you want to go, don't ask them. Don't ask them. Find somebody whose life is going in the direction that you want yours to go and ask them, not somebody else. And then finally, the word he says is walk. you got to get up and do something. Hey, all the great theory in the world, all the great thoughts, everything in the world we could do is only as good as what? The action we put behind it. When we begin to see what path we need to go, we got to walk in it, which is always challenging. There's resistance and everything else that comes along the way. Resistance from within our own mind, our own heart, and our own emotions. There's resistance from other people. But ultimately, if we want to get on the path that God has for us, we got to start walking, start moving. And so I wonder today, surely each of us could see one little thing about our own life, okay? Maybe where where we're not moving in exactly the right direction that we need to. Maybe in the way we think, maybe in the way we talk, maybe in the things that we do. And so how would we begin to try to realign and get our path back on the path that God has for us? And ultimately, that's what we're after today. Because in terms of destination, I didn't jump onto this one earlier, but here's the reality. According to the Bible... pains me. It really does. Like more than you know. What you do in that little bit of your life specifically how you respond to what Jesus did will determine the destination for eternity. Now hold on. I need you to really listen. So this whole line is 10,000 years. Eternity is around the world and back and back again. What you do in your life matters. What you do with Jesus matters. And I don't want any of you, anybody watching this, to be able to get through their life without understanding that, hey, how I respond to Jesus is going to determine what's most important about my life. And that determination needs to be that you can't do it on your own. That you're a sinner, broken. That you think brokenly. That you act brokenly that you don't do things you should do and you do things that you shouldn't. And as a result of that, you can't be completely right with God because He's holy and just and perfect. But He made a way for you to be right with Him and that way is through His Son, Jesus. And I'm not up here to tell you that I have all the answers as to exactly how that works because remember, my little old life is like this. 
And I'm doing the best that I can to try to understand the record of all that's happened along the way in the Bible and all that right there. And, and I think I've got some things figured out, but there's probably more of them that I don't have figured out than I do. But what I'm pretty confident on is that somewhere in here, somewhere in this little part here, Jesus came to this earth and he died on a cross. And that death has a very, very significant impact on what happens to people, how they embrace it, and if they choose to accept it. And I hope and pray that all of us will make a decision like that, as many of you have, as Morgan did and David did and so many have. But if you've never made a decision to look at the man on the cross and give your life to him, man... Do that. And then when you do, as I always say, raised to walk in a new life, now we're going to walk and try to walk in the right path. We aren't going to be successful as often as we'd like. This is the reality. Now, we can become more successful than we were, but we're not going to be as successful as we need to be. And that's why part of Jesus' provision for us is the forgiveness of our sins. And so in just a moment, Bob's going to lead us in our communion meditation where we're going to celebrate what he did on the cross. And today we're going to be reminded of the fact that, hey, man, what he did on that cross, this one particular point in time that dramatically impacts everything, allows me to be forgiven. I mean, we get an opportunity today to celebrate and remember what he did as we partake in communion together. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for all that you have done for us or for the things that you showed us when you were here on the earth. God, when you taught us how to live, taught us how to treat others, help us, Lord, to embrace those teachings. Lord, if anyone has neglected or failed to make a commitment to your life, your death, your burial, your resurrection. I pray that they would be motivated to seriously consider the ramifications of such a choice today. Give them the strength and determination needed to fight against any fear, anxiety, distractions that may present themselves so that they can properly follow the path that you would have for them in Jesus whose name we pray. Amen.